Hello everybody, this week's Parshas, Parshas Mishpatim. And the Torah deals with, in the beginning of the Parsha, the mitzvah, the halachos of an evidivri, a Jewish slave. Now, you may ask yourself, how did a good Jewish boy end up in slavery? So the Gemara tells us it's one of two ways. Either the guy became so poor that he had to sell himself into slavery just to cover his basic needs. Or, if a person steals and... He doesn't have enough money to repay his victims. So then Bezdin, the court, will sell him into slavery to reimburse his victims. So, this fellow is in slavery. But the Torah says a Jew doesn't belong in slavery. A Jew belongs to be free. So the Torah gives a cap. It says that there's a maximum amount of time a guy can be a slave. By the time the Shemitah cycle comes, at the end of six years, the seventh year, he goes free. Now, what if the guy doesn't want to go free? The guy says, I like it here. You know, it's convenient. It's comfortable. I got a master. He feeds me. He clothes me. I want to stay a slave. So, Terry says, look, you have the option to do that. But the Torah disapproves of his choice. Strongly. So much so, that Terry commands his master to take him to the doorway of the house. Put his ear against the door. And to pierce it as a wake-up call. Says Rashi, what's the wake-up call? What did he do wrong? Rashi brings a Medrash. The Medrash explains, this ear, this Jewish ear that heard at Har Sinai, Hashem command, you shall not steal. You shall not become slaves to other people. You shall become my slaves, says Hashem. A Jewish ear that heard those commandments and goes and says, I want to stay in slavery, that ear should get pierced. Now, it's a beautiful Rashi, but I don't understand something. First of all, whichever way you go, let's say the guy sold himself into slavery because he didn't have enough money. He did that six years ago. Why don't you pierce his ear then? And for sure the guy who stole money, now he's not stealing, he stole then, six years ago. Why do we pierce his ear now when he decides that he wants to stay in as a slave? He didn't do anything wrong now. He, did his, he, he stole then. Rebbe boxed the Rosh Hashiva of the Yeshiva of Detroit. said a beautiful explanation. He said, there's two things in life. There's a person, he has a struggle. He has temptation, he has to steal, he needs the money, he's poor. A guy sells himself into slavery, he doesn't have a choice. It's understandable. That's life, life is struggling, fighting, overcoming the struggle. The Torah understands that. But now, six years later, the person has been a slave. He can't go daven at his own times. He can't learn at his own times. He's forced into someone else's, so to speak, will. Wherever he goes, everyone says, oh, look, there goes the Ganif. He's in this second-rate situation for six years. This is not where a Jew belongs. He got himself into this hole because he couldn't control the situation. He got stuck in the situation. However, he got himself there. But now you have a chance out. You have the opportunity to leave. The opportunity to try to become better. And he says, no, I'm totally fine being second rate. That, says Hashem, that needs a serious wake-up call. we got to take that guy's ear and pop it in. Because he, he's okay being second rate. 
he's settled, he decides that that's just a good way to go for life, that's something we can't let go on. I want to tell you a story. We have a member in our shul who I've noticed he davens very nicely, let's call it. He davens well. You come in, you see him, he's davening Shemayin Esrei, he's there, he's not spacing out, he takes his time, he's focused. And I've always wondered, you know, how, how did he get himself to that point? How did he get himself to daven so nicely? I wasn't going to ask him, it's kind of awkward, you know. But once there was a guest in the show, a guy from Eretz Yisrael, and he was one of those types where, you know, open book, let's call it. He went over to this member and he said, you know, how do you do this? How do you, how do you daven so well? So the member of our show, he told him, he said, look, you can't put in my life, and I was like everybody else, you know spaced out my way through Shemayin And I sat down and I made a calculation. I said, look, there's seven days a week, three Shemayin a day. You got 21 Shemayin Shabbos, you have an extra one. You have Musaf, 22 Shemayin a week. Oh. And let me pick one Shemayin where I'll mentally make the decision I'm taking my time. I'll look at the clock. I'll pick a day that I don't have a lot going on at work that day. One day a week, I'm going to pick a Shemayin that I'm going to focus on. It's a Sunday morning chakras. And I took my time. I learned about davening. But I gave myself that time. And I committed that this one day a week. I'm going to try to make my shrine very good. And from one day a week. It came to twice a week. Three times a week. And eventually I got myself to a point where. I got into the habit of just. Of t- properly taking my time and focusing. On shrine Now. All of us, say majority of us, I'd say, have a problem with Shemayin Esrei. Have a problem with davening. Davening's hard. It's the same words. You don't see Hashem. It's hard to talk to Him. And for most of us, I'd say, if we had to rate our davening on a scale of 1 to 10, it would be a low, to the lower end of the spectrum, to put it mildly. The difference between us and this fellow is that we're okay with that. We have no plans of changing. We've come to terms with the fact that just, yeah, we space out during davening. The Torah is telling us this week that that's not okay. It's hard to daven, it's hard to focus, it's hard to keep concentration, that's true. But you can't make it a policy. You can't make it who I am. You have to push, you have to fight, you have to try. You have to try to get yourself out of that rut. And... There's different options. A person could choose to pick one bracha that they're going to focus on. A person could start to learn about tefillah. A person could join the Shabbos morning 8.30 shir and shi'arim tefillah where we learn about tefillah. A person could listen to shirim online. A person could just sit down and say to Zimmer with concentration. It doesn't make a difference what you do. You have to do something. Because the second you don't do anything, you're like that Evan Ivory who says, I'm okay being second rate. And a Jew can never be okay being second rate. We should all have a wonderful Shabbos.